Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Subspace Communique's Life After Trek. I'm Chris, or Captain Pike, uh, Chief Editor of Subspace Communique. Joined with me as always is... Charity, a.k.a. Crewman Becky. We have a fantastic show for you guys tonight. We were actually just down in Lake Charles, Louisiana at Bayou Con 2011. Had a fantastic time down there. Got to meet a lot of really great fans and uh, and hang out with a lot of really cool people. At the show, we actually got to hang out with uh, Von Armstrong. Uh, many of you guys know him as Admiral Forrest from Star Trek Enterprise, plus a myriad of other characters uh, throughout the Star Trek series. We had a blast hanging out with Vaughn and, and actually got to interview him. That's why we're, we're here tonight. Vaughn sat down with us. He actually walked away from his table, which was super awesome. You really don't see that too often. A lot of the time you have to record it right there at the table. But he actually stepped away and spent a little bit of time with us. He talks about his time in Star Trek, uh, starting off with his TNG appearance in Heart of Glory Season 1 uh, and throughout the different series that he's been on. Uh, especially uh, focusing on uh, Enterprise, where he played Admiral Forrest. But we thoroughly enjoyed recording this interview, and we hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, So stay tuned. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, We're actually here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, uh, and we're sitting here with none other than Vaughn Armstrong. Uh, You guys, of course, know him as Admiral Forrest from Enterprise, but Vaughn, I'm sure you know this as well, has played tons of other characters. I didn't say aliens. I said characters. That was very good. Very good. I appreciate that. (laughs) Throughout the different Star Trek series. Uh, So thanks for joining us. I'm pleased as punch to be here. Yeah, it's been been an interesting weekend. It has been, but it's been fun, you know. It's been, everybody here uh, has that real southern hospitality. And they're being real nice to us, so I'm having a good time. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun for us, too. Uh Yeah, yeah. So what we want to do is we want to kind of start with uh, your origins in acting, how you got involved in acting, um, maybe some of your earlier roles. So h- how did you get involved in acting? Where, what were your roots? What were your acting roots? Hmm. Well, my acting roots, um, I was kind of a little hoodlum. It c- came from a town uh, known as Misdemeanor Meadows, really. <laughs> Actually, it was at Redlands. I, I don't know if you're familiar, familiar, but it's real close to San Bernardino, which was the birthplace of the Hells Angels. And uh, there was a lot of ways to get into trouble there. And all the teenagers just felt a, a great pride in showing that they were tougher than the other teenagers, you know, which is not the right way to be. Most of the people that I grew up with are either in a mental institution or dead. <laughs> I mean, I wow. still have a lot of uh, very good friends, you know, who were not uh, looking for the dark side, but uh, it was kind of, for me, an odd sort of pursuit in life that I, I was finding to be fun and, and shouldn't have been. So my mother saw it as well, and she said, I will give you $10, which to me meant more beer, <laughs> uh, if you will audition for this play. And I did, and I got it. And once I got in the play, uh, a girl who was older than me gave me what I thought was going to be a very shy stage kiss, and she laid the first tongue down my throat that had ever been laid down my throat. And I'm still trying to get it out. (laughs) But uh, that was it. 
I, I just thought this is the kind of profession to be in. <laughs> People give you money and you kiss girls. So uh, I, uh, you know, I became very fond of it. You, you're your reasons change as time goes by. You know, I got into college and it was all art for art's sake. And then uh, I uh, got into a family situation later after a lot of things happened in my life. And, and uh, it became uh, getting money for children. And then the kids move out of the house and uh, all of a sudden it's uh, art for art's sake again. But the, the, the motives change as you go along. But uh, uh, it's always something that I have loved doing and uh, would rather not be anywhere else right. than on a set of some kind, either sure. a stage or a, or a sound stage. And I've been fortunate enough to have been doing that since I was 16 years old, since that first kiss and that first $10 bill. And uh, many more have followed. I'm now over 60 and have been doing it that whole time, with the exception of a, a small stint in the army, mm. straight to Vietnam. No, didn't pass go, didn't wow. collect two hundred dollars. But even there, because I had been trained as an actor, I was able to get out of the infantry and into entertainment and build a theater in uh, Cameron Bay, Vietnam, wow. where the guys could come and just let it out a little bit. And uh, got back to Colorado after Vietnam. At Fort Carson, Colorado, and was in the infantry there for the first five months. Got out of that, got into t- entertainment there as the non-commissioned officer, Sergeant Armstrong, in charge of the <laughs> uh, Fort Carson Little Theater, and got to do a lot of good shows there. That's awesome. And uh, after that, I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, I first went to Kansas to okay. do a little theater stint, and uh, there I met my wife who uh, I have now been married to for over 35 years. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm still not sure it's going to work out. But, you know, we take it a day at a time. uh, uh, She's the love of my life and a wonderful, sweet woman, but you live with anybody that long, and you're going to have some kind of difficulties. uh, But we're working it out. I think think we'll make it another day at least. (laughs) That's awesome. So you actually, you started... Uh, in television, right? I mean, you did you did stage a lot before that, right? I did a lot of stage before that. Uh, when I first got to town, uh, you know, I believe my first union card was SAG, though. Oh, okay. But shortly after that, I got my equity card, which is the stage union. And I did a lot at the Mark Taper Forum uh, and at the Amundsen Theater and at the Old Globe in Los Angeles. But those jobs... Every one of them got me more jobs on television. Sure, yeah. So uh, they were kind of closely linked, or at least in the beginning of my career. After a while, television sort of took over. Right. And uh, I was doing mostly that and an occasional play still. Uh, I'm not sure which I like better. <laughs> I, I was actually going to ask that. Uh, if you or, had your choice, which would you rather rather do? That has changed. The, the answer to that question always changes back and forth. You know, uh, I think at the moment I have to say I like television more or or film for a number of reasons. They afford me travel, right? For one thing, <laughs> and they pay a whole lot better. Uh, in one week, I can make what 
a stage play will pay in two months. Sure, you know. Sure. So it, it's better to do television for me. But then again, I can always do a play somewhere. Right. Yeah, just absolutely. to keep the gears clicking. Yeah. I've had theaters. Most of the time, I was in Los Angeles. I, I've had a theater of my own. Mm. I don't know if it's most of the time anymore, but uh, uh, a lot of the time. I had one in Pasadena for seven years. Oh, wow. Seven or eight years. Uh, but then when the kids were born, you know, and I, I had uh, one in his uh, playpen over there while I'm running the power tools, and he's going, ah, I figured, no, can't be doing this anymore, you know? So uh, kind of gave up the little theater thing. The, sure. the second one I had, my dad got ill. And I had to move in with him for a while, so uh, both things were a 24-hour job, and I could only do one. So I picked my dad. Yeah, that's great. That's but, awesome. Uh, you would too. Sure, everyone absolutely. Would, you yeah. know, definitely. So uh, now I've pretty much been trying to devote myself to television and uh, family. Really, that's great. Yeah, and we were going to talk about a couple of uh, a couple of the, the series that you were in, but one that sticks out for us the most is probably your work on Seinfeld. <laughs> really? Trip, part one and part two. <laughs> Every time That's we see funny. that, we're like, hey, there's the Admiral. Yeah, yeah. back when I had hair. It was, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a long time ago. And that was really before Seinfeld really took off, right? That was that was right on the, the, the cusp so. of it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what season it was. Actually. I think In it was fact, three. I had never even... Oh. I, see, I don't see a lot of TV. Sure. And, yeah. and when I walked in the room and was auditioning for... Uh, Seinfeld himself <laughs> and uh, you know a couple of other producers I didn't know he was Seinfeld you know, <laughs> just a guy in the room you know right. but uh, help, huh? I no guess pressure. so there's uh, well there's always pressure right. because that's the next job and when you do it for a living you know you don't have a next job until you get it for the most part as an actor so you're always out of work for a little bit you know if, if you're not a steady role on a series somewhere. right but right uh, that's interesting that you would say that. <laughs> uh, not a whole lot of people know that's me, yeah. I don't think. And yeah. I saw you recently. I was watching uh, The Philadelphia Experiment. Oh. And I saw your part in that oh, as well. I was like, oh, wait boy. a second. I was watching <laughs> it online on Netflix. Oh, yeah. You know that face. Totally. You know? The cowboy. The cowboy. That's my rib. <laughs> that's my rib. <laughs> well, that was, that was almost 30 years ago. Yep. Wasn't it? Something yeah. like that. God, I'm old. <laughs> I am so old. Happy to be so. And you worked on so. Quantum Leap, which kind of leads us into the next topic that we want to talk about. Star Trek, obviously. I mean, mm -hmm. we're here at a Star Trek convention. Um, but you worked with Scott Bakula on Quantum Leap. Quite briefly. Quite yes. briefly. It was one scene in the back of a taxi. I was Donald Trump's father. Mm. And, uh, you know, he had gone back in time, and he's looking in the mirror. Uh talking to me and that's well we had some conversations outside the, the car but most of the day was him just looking in the mirror so he didn't see me a whole lot but eight years or so later when I got uh, the Enterprise mm -hmm. he came into the costume room while I was having my fitting and uh, I said yeah we have actually met before and he stopped me and he said no no I know you. You were Donald Trump's father. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, really <laughs> such a, an intelligent and sweet man. I was really fortunate to work with him for that long. On that yeah, show. that's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And actually, around the same time, you know, two or three years difference of Seinfeld and Quantum Leap, you had your first role in Star Trek uh -huh. as Chorus. Yes, indeed. Next Generation. 
first series, uh, first first season of uh-huh. TNG. Yes. It's a gem of because first season of TNG was kind of rough. We'll, we'll yes. just throw that out there. Yeah. Kind of rough. Well, I think uh, my episode, which was Heart of Glory, right. and I played Chorus, the Klingon, who was trying <laughs> to steal the ship, you know, and go pillage the universe, uh, was the action episode that up until that point they kind of lacked, right. is what they told me. They said that uh, they were talking heads a little bit too much was the public opinion that, that, that all they were were heads there talking so they, they felt they needed some action so they brought in the Klingons and uh, fortunately I got to be that guy you know? yeah. and what's cool about that episode everybody I'm sure listening to this has seen it but what's cool about that episode is before that we really didn't see lots of Klingon culture yeah. you know it was like the first time you really see like you see one of the, one of the Klingons dies yeah. You see their ritual with death and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of a special episode because that's where it really starts to starts to get down into the culture part of the Klingons. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. really special for us. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And so you you did chorus, mm-hmm. and you also did Koloth, 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 Korath. Korath, I think, was his name. First, he was at the. Uh, Star Trek experience right. in Las Vegas and uh, they were kind of trying to tie the two rides together uh, one was a Borg ride where they went back in time and uh, so they I guess they were trying to tie Chorus into that <laughs> which was what the final episode of uh, Voyager was all about right you know, getting the Borgs uh, killing the Borgs uh, with the time machine yeah. that she steals from Korath who is in that episode? I think he's 25 years older. So I mean, it'd be about the amount right up t- the right amount of time because that's about how much older I was. And uh, yeah, I was very. I felt very fortunate that they would call me to do that second role because it was a nice sort of development into this mad scientist in a cave who was right. building yeah. these odd weapons. You know, and and uh, it was real fun to play. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because that was right before Enterprise launched. Obviously, the end of Voyager, yes. Enterprise coming out in September of that same year. Did you already know that you had the role as Admiral Forrest at no, that point? No, okay. no, I got it uh, just before the show, actually. Uh, they, uh, they called me in to uh, talk about it, and uh, I, I went in to actually read for the role of the... Uh, ambassador, uh, the Vulcan ambassador, Ambassador Saval. Yeah, Saval. I went in to read it, but they told me they, uh, as soon as I walked in the door, they saw Admiral Forrest. So, but I walked in the door, and, and Rick Berman says, um, Vaughn, 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 Vaughn. So, how many have you done for us? Uh, <laughs> three or four? And I, well, I started to giggle because a radio station had just called me to interview me. Because I had by then done more than anybody already, which right. uh, was at that point I think six. Uh, it turned out to be twelve eventually. Right. But uh, they then started uh, just giving them to me. You know, they'd call and say, "You want to do this?" And I'd say, "Sure." You know, send me the script. I'd always say, "Sure," before I said, "Send me the script." Uh, yeah, and that, that kind of led into. The next six characters, you know, if they had a problem with an actor that was doing a role, they they would fire him and hire me, <laughs> which was fun. 
it happened a couple of times. So but, you did uh, a total of 12, and that was the most out of anyone in Star Trek. But you also said something recently where that was the most out of anyone playing different characters in any franchise. Somebody recently sent me a message and told me that that was the case. I, I, I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but I believe that that's true because I want to. <laughs> it's probably on the you internet know, somewhere, so that makes it true. Yes, yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I did talk to a guy who said he had done uh, a lot on Mission Impossible. Mm. And I said, well, how many? And he said, 11. I beat you. I beat you. 12. I'm 12. So, uh, so far, the only other guy that has done anything close... Uh, confirms the fact that I've done more than any other franchise. That's That's fantastic. And I don't know, I've heard this rumor, and you may or may not know this, but I heard that Admiral Forrest was actually named for DeForest Kelly. Yes. Okay, so that is true. That's true. Yeah. Fantastic. Was there not... And Larry Nemechek is over there shaking his head yes. (laughs) Yes. So... (laughs) In fact, who told you what Forrest's first name was? You... At Grand Slam. Slam. Yeah, that's very funny. I was being interviewed by a television show, uh, a news show, and uh, they said, well, what's your name? I said, Admiral Forrest. He said, well, what's your first name? I said, Admiral. (laughs) He said, no, uh, it doesn't have a first name. I said, you know, tell you the truth, I don't know. And Larry came up and he said, his name is Maxwell. His name is Maxwell. I said, oh, thanks, Larry. I just made an ass out of myself on <laughs> Los Angeles television. That's but, awesome. Uh, so did you have much experience with Star Trek before playing Chorus in TNG? Well, in college, of course. I, I think everybody in that era would go home and watch that double bill after school, which was Twilight Zone and the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And I must have seen every episode at least three times. Okay. Yeah, And my dad was a huge fan. Oh, that's you know, cool. so uh, uh, when when I got the role, the first role, he was so excited. I can't tell you, of course. And then when he saw it, he just from then on, as far as he was concerned, I was a Star Trek actor. In, in the uh, in the hospital when he was ill, the nurses would come in and he'd point and say, "This is this is Vaughn here. He's a Star Trek actor." You know? I was like, oh, and it is sweet. Uh, that's and, fantastic. you know, with each new role, he kind of got more excited because uh, cool. he'd never had any experience with anything like that in his life, really. You know, he was, uh, first he broke rocks for a living, and then he was a roofer for a living. And, and that was it. But, boy, they're having fun here, <laughs> yeah. aren't they? I think that was Cajun. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> uh, so that's great. So, yeah. yeah, we sat and watched it together a lot. Oh, I didn't wow. get to watch a whole lot of the episodes that I was in with him, but every time we visited, uh, uh, you know, we'd turn on Star Trek and sit there and watch it. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So I appreciate you sitting down with us. You know, you've, you've given us a lot of insight. But we have one question that we want to ask that we ask everyone at the end of, at the end of our shows. Yes? What's your favorite episode of Star Trek? And let me give you a caveat. It doesn't have to be something you, you're in. It can be. It's basically whatever touched you the most or, or for any reason. What's your, what's your favorite episode? Oh, you've thrown a hitch in there because <laughs> i got a lot that I like. But I think I know my episodes better, so I'll stick with them. Sure. Uh, and that's not that easy either because I love so many of them. And the chorus was uh, a lot of fun. And, First off, because it was my first, and I was so happy to get it. Uh, 
the one the eye of the needle was a lot of fun to do survival instinct was herb for me um but i think i gotta say in the mirror darkly in the final season of enterprise <laughs> had to be my favorite i mean we we were way over the top and i wish they had taken some of those takes that had more reality to them <laughs> but it uh you know it didn't really matter when you when your first day is making out with hoshi for six hours <laughs> that is your favorite episode that's awesome that's awesome yeah. well, well like i said we thoroughly uh, appreciate you joining us today and spending time with us and thank you thanks for being here at the show and and providing us with fantastic music. Oh, oh, yeah. oh that's the first time it's been called that. But, uh, we had a great time doing yeah. it. Max and I, you know, had, had a great show last night with a great audience, yeah. and everybody seemed to be feeding into each other, and we had a real good time. Awesome. Yeah. And you guys are Thank you for performing having me. that again soon, too, right? Uh, well, not the two of us. We uh, and pro- probably not all of the same music, but we we do a thing called the Rat Pack with mm-hmm. creation. Uh, and that'll be in Vegas this year. That's coming up in August. Okay. Bef- do we go before August? I think we go to Boston and Nashville. Oh wow! And that's with Armin Shimmerman and Jeff Combs and Max and Casey and me, Casey Biggs and Max Grudenchik. I should say. <laughs> I keep saying Max. But, uh, that's great. And we'll put uh, we'll put links and dates and info about all of those in the show notes. Wonderful. So folks out there can uh, can find you and go see you wherever you are. Well, you guys are such nice people. <laughs> and I've really enjoyed hanging out with you yeah. this weekend, oh, yeah. too. It's been, it's a lot been of fun. good. Yeah, you guys cool. are really cool. Yeah. But again, it. thanks for joining us, and uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. We'll see you around the block. <laughs> So that was episode 10 of Life After Trek. Uh, we actually, we had a blast uh, hanging out with Vaughn and getting mm-hmm. to know him a little bit. He was a super cool guy uh, and super kind to sit down with us and talk about his time on Star Trek. I want to give a shout out to uh, Justin, uh, Tony from uh, from BayouCon for having us down there. The The turnout for the show was a little smaller than, than usual, but actually that worked to our advantage. Uh, it was like a, a real one-on-one experience with uh with Vaughn and, and Max and, of course, Larry Nemechek. That was Max Gradinchek. Uh, if you guys didn't know, played Rom on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He'll be coming up uh, in our next episode of Life After Trek. Uh, but uh, if you guys haven't checked out our site, it's subspacecommunicate.com. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash subspacecoms, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash subspacecoms. Uh, you can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, and actually, I wanted to give a, a stop here a minute and, and give a huge thanks uh, to the five-star review that we actually got um, on iTunes. Uh, whoever that was that, that gave that to us, I can't remember the name off, of the, off the top of my head, but I'll give them a shout-out in the last or in the next episode. Uh, but we want to say thank you so much, and if you guys want to review us on iTunes, that would be fantastic too. Uh, we would thoroughly appreciate that. But we have a, a couple more podcasts in the queue. Uh, something a little bit different than an interview later on. It's a roundtable discussion that we had, and I'm not going to give away who was on that. But man, it was <laughs> it was one of the best Fantastic. shows that we've re- yeah that we've recorded. Uh, we've got a few hours of talking about Star Trek with some really awesome guys. 
so if you guys want to catch that, be sure and, and subscribe via iTunes. Uh, it'll be delivered right to your computer the minute it's, minute it's available. Uh, but uh, be sure and check those out. If you haven't listened to other podcasts, we've got another nine before this with lots of fantastic Star Trek stuff uh, that keep you guys entertained. Uh, but hopefully you guys will check out the next few we've got coming up. And until then, live long and prosper. Thank you.